The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Central Virginia Democrats have less than a week until they choose a candidate to fill the vacant 4th District Congressional seat following the death of Representative Donald McEachin. Patrick Larson from VPM News has more. From Richmond to Henrico to Petersburg, some familiar names in Virginia politics are looking to fill the empty House seat. Delegate Lamont Bagby and State Senators Jennifer McClellan and Joe Morrissey all have announced their candidacies. The trio is running on their records in state and local politics. Bagby cited his experience in education, McClellan noted her work on the Voting Rights Act of Virginia, and Morrissey emphasized criminal justice reform. They only have a week to get their message to voters, with a party-run primary election scheduled for Tuesday, December 20th. The party needs to have a nominee decided by Friday the 23rd, according to state law. The special election will be held on February 21st, deep into the General Assembly session. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Virginia Delegate Ronnie Campbell died of cancer Monday night, according to the top Republican in the House of Delegates. Campbell represented a western Virginia district that includes Lexington as well as Rockbridge and Bath counties. The Republican previously served as a state trooper and as a member of the Rockbridge County Board of Supervisors and School Board. He was elected in 2018 to the state legislature. In a statement, Speaker of the House Todd Gilbert called Campbell a, quote, good man and dedicated public servant. It's up to Governor Glenn Youngkin to name a date for a special election to fill Campbell's old seat. Governor Youngkin recently announced $20 million for crime-fighting programs around the Commonwealth, Catherine Hafner from partner station WHRO News reports how some of the money will be used in Hampton Roads. Millions in new funding will go toward a laundry list of different initiatives meant to fight violent crime. One is the Option V academies. They'll provide training to make it easier to hire officers from other states to come work in Virginia. One of those academies will be in Virginia Beach. The other will be in Fairfax. It's all part of what Governor Youngkin calls Operation Bold Blue Line. The millions in new funding will also fund things like protective equipment for officers, hiring more prosecutors, and surveillance technology. That was Catherine Hafner from partner station WHRO News. Three incarcerated people have died at the Richmond City Justice Center this year. The third prisoner died Monday after suffering a medical emergency, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. The name of the individual and their cause of death have not yet been released. Last month, another incarcerated person died at the facility after being arrested in Southside three days earlier. Their cause of death also has not been released. 2015 was the last time this many deaths were recorded at the jail in a single year. During a Monday meeting, Richmond City Council adopted a property tax rebate program. The one-time refund would send up to $18 million back to city property owners at a rate of $0.05 per $100 of assessed value. In November, council voted to keep the tax rate at $1.20 per $100 of assessed value. The rebate plan was one of several solutions put forward to offset Richmond's appreciating real estate values. 
Last year, assessments increased by an average of 13% citywide. Richmond has taken down its last Confederate monument. The city began removing relics of the lost cause in 2020, but until this week, one statue remained. Jad Khalil of VPM News has this report on why it's taken so long. In Richmond's north side, students at the Imago Day Neighborhood School are watching history. Workers are a few hundred yards away, removing a statue of A.P. Hill. Alana Smith, the school's admissions director, said it was an opportunity for a hard conversation. This is really a beautiful opportunity to say, hey, something amazing is happening. Let's talk about it. Two years ago, the city decided it was time to stop displaying Confederate monuments. Demonstrators had already begun toppling them during racial justice protests. But A.P. Hill was different. That's because the general's remains were believed to be inside. The city needed a court order to move the remains to Culpeper County, where Hill was from. The indirect descendants wanted to determine where the monument went and challenge the city's plans. But a Richmond judge sided with the city last week. On a wooded piece of property just south of the James River, oak tree branches are blowing in the wind. Suddenly, a little cemetery comes into view. Oh, wow. It kind of sneaks up on you. Here in April 1865, Hill was buried for the first time and in a hurry. One of his officers, who was also a relative, was trying to bury him in Richmond. But the Union Army's advance to the Confederate capital thwarted that plan. And human remains won't keep in the Virginia Spring. So here in a small family cemetery, he was laid to rest. We are here in Hollywood Cemetery because this is the second burial location for General Ambrose Powell Hill. Christina Vita is the curator of the Valentine Museum in Richmond. She said Hill's body was moved to Hollywood two years after he was buried in the family cemetery. The memorials and the headstones that you're, you're seeing here in Hollywood Cemetery now and in the 1860s um, are really some, some ancient symbols, right? Crosses, obelisks. But Hill's grave had no marker at all. The soldiers who had fought for him really wanted to make sure that he was honored. So Hill's body was moved. The general's new resting place would symbolize a greater political movement. Confederate monuments were being erected to help Confederate sympathizers justify the Civil War. They use monuments as part of this misinformation campaign to really twist the public's understanding and perception of the, the cause for the Civil War, which was, of course, slavery. That was in 1891. Nearly 100 years later, Monroe Harris moved to the city. He's now the president of the board of the Black History Museum and Cultural Center of Virginia. He remembers taking a tour of the city. The first stop at Monument Avenue left him aghast, he says. First of all, being African-American and someone taking you to see some Confederate generals, it, it just, it, it was mind-blowing, number one. Number two, we had never seen monuments that large. The city gave the Black History Museum all the monuments and plans on giving it the Hill Monument, too. Harris says the museum is in the process of deciding what happens to them. We take the disposition of these, these artifacts very seriously and we will, we hopefully will do the best thing to hopefully put them in a context that is acceptable and thoughtful for everybody. As laborers worked on the removal, the smell of metal wafted down into the crowd. A crane lifted the statue onto a nearby flatbed truck. But Richmond isn't done with the Lost Cause statues. Smith continues watching with her students. And some of them are asking, you know, now that the statue come down, what can we put up instead? That's a question the city is working out. Another question, what will be the ultimate fate of A.P. Hill and his fellow statues? Museum curators are seeking community input on that. For now, they say just the fact that they're gone is something the city can be proud of.
Jad Khalil, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.